and sit down. to another episode of More Content Talk. That's the only show that cuts through glam glitz and all the bullshit to bring you the truthiest news that we can find. Do you know that when I was a Christian, I'm not a Christian anymore, um, but I was and I was very devout, that I was just so captivated by the story of Jesus Christ. Sincerely, very much so. Um, I'm not going to say more so than anyone else or any of that, because there's no point and there's no way to prove such a thing. So why waste the time? But let's just say very much. I think that's fair, right? I don't think anyone would lie about that. I mean, perhaps some people would, but as you probably know this is not uh, the most liked show on the planet so it's not as if I have some huge following to protect or anything like that I say what I want I'm not like uh, people on TV with people with large social media accounts who say what they know people want to hear and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna waste the time too much time calling that out but I mean if you think about it, it makes perfect sense if you want likes if you want to be social media famous then you got to say what people want you to say it's the same thing as hollywood if you want to be successful famous you you got to be kind of a yes man yes woman yes person and that's just the fact i mean people don't want to hear what they don't want to hear right i mean like you 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 when you have a channel like this and i and i hope you realize this this is rare this is something that um doesn't happen much uh it's not really out there in um popular media today and, and what it is it's a rejection of all forms of hypocrisy and really if you look at the bible you look at the crux of the bible that's what the that's what it's really about is kind of exhuming hypocrisy in all of its ugly little forms and that was the thing that really captivated me about christianity and made me join late in life even though i had always believed in god and still to this day i don't i don't uh i don't know what you would call it would you call it maybe like disbelieving in god i don't really know what that means that's a different on a different level that i'm at it's more just like you know at this point it's a i guess a level of uh because it's not disbelief it's it's interesting it's just like a lack of belief but that's not necessarily disbelief not having a belief because you have to kind of almost embrace the existence of a thing to deny its existence i don't know it's just an interesting tangent but um i have nothing against uh christian people per se i, I mean they they're mostly for the most part just like normal people but what made Christianity unique to me was this kind of um, indifference to social norms. That if you really look at the story of Jesus, you, you find that over and over again through and through is that Jesus Christ does not care what you think about him. He doesn't care. 
you know, you have a particular opinion about, you know, say a thing like fancy clothing. You know, one of the reasons I don't necessarily wear fancy clothing is because of that. The story of Jesus is like I said, you know, Christianity is just kind of in the culture and there's parts of it that aren't that they're not that bad. I mean, like the, the idea of uh, material things being kind of like filthy rags and just this stuff that you accumulate. I, 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 uh, I subscribe to that. I'm with that. You know, I'm really with that, actually. And so a lot of times, you know, this is, this is clothes I'm wearing. Um, I, I, well, obviously, if you're listening to this, you can't fucking see it. But hey, if you're on YouTube, hey, look, the few of you who are watching. Uh, <laughs> yeah, whatever. Uh, <laughs> the um, the clothes I'm wearing are, are from high school. I mean, I, I wore this outfit when I was um, a teenager. I did. And I, I know that that seems a little, like, shocking to some people. But, you know, I was kind of a, a bigger kid, so... I fit in these clothes better now than I used to. Uh, I was unhealthy when I was a kid, you know. Always eating snack food and drinking soda. I, I would I would drink like I don't know like fucking six cans of soda an hour or some shit. I mean, it was ridiculous. Like no one should look like that. Complete nonsense. My child does not live like that at all, and um, good for him. You know, he's he's a very healthy boy. So. Yay for me for not uh, carrying on the generational abuse with the food, which is really what that is. That'd be a good idea for an episode, actually. Generational abuse with food. Now someone else is gonna li- who heard this is going to take it and do it. And I'm going to be like, you stole my idea. No, I'm not because I'm not a fucking weird person. But um, apart from all the tangents, what I'm really getting at here is that, hey, you know, that's a nice story and that's a nice sentiment, you know, not really getting wrapped up in possessions and wealth and not caring so much about a person's social status, maybe, that it uh, skews your judgment. So why did I fall out of Christianity and why did I fall out of, you know, being kind of enamored by these stories as opposed to just recognizing that they're a very, you know, solid foundation part of my culture and that I'm okay with that. I have nothing against the practice of Christianity or anything. And I have Christian friends and my, um, you know, I always have had, and I, I've never, you know, yelled at a person for being a Christian or anything like that. I just not enamored by the story anymore because when you look around today, And it doesn't matter if it's Christians or not, really. It could be anyone. It could be an atheist. It could be a Buddhist. It could be a, you know, it it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. People don't subscribe to that at all. I mean, if you have status, you're somebody. You know, you're a trailblazer. You did things. You, you, You helped people. That's a very common thing that people will say about the wealthy is they'll talk about their philanthropy a lot, the, the philanthropic things that they did, the, the barriers they broke down, assuming, of course, that there were real barriers, because that's kind of a prerequisite. And it's interesting to be the first at doing something, right? It is interesting to be the first at doing something. 
But is it necessarily that you broke a barrier down? Or did you just happen to come along at the right time in the right place? Say the right things, wear the right clothes. Is that really breaking a barrier? Or is it just being lucky? Because this is an important question that a lot of people just don't ask. And then you think about it and you think about what would Jesus say to that? And I think that his answer would be a little bit more nuanced than, oh, well, don't don't hate. Or, you know, don't have a slave mentality. I got that one recently. I got told that I have a slave mentality because I think that we should have a higher standard for the way that we treat women. And I, and I was told that I have a slave mentality. It's an interesting thing to say to a black person. You basically calling a black person a slave. That's basically what you're doing. It's an interesting thing to say. Um, and, you know, black people use that term when they get upset. They, they, they say, you're, you have a slave mentality. You know, you, you, you just act like a, a slave and you don't ever want to amount to anything. Well, let me clear that up right now, all right? Just let me be real clear with you. Because everyone's always talking about how clear they are, you know, crystal clear, crystal geyser, you know, let's let's get straight. Purified water level, okay. No one has <laughs> ever, who knows me, has ever accused me of not striving to achieve. In fact, I, I, I have to say that I've done so much in my life and, and accomplished, really accomplished so much in my life that referring to me as having a slave mentality is really limiting yourself. Because if I have a slave mentality, then no one's ever going to accomplish anything of, of note who who is, you know, poor anyway. I mean, for fuck's sake, I, I performed at Stanford University. You know, a lot of famous people, that's that's their claim to fame. You know, at least one of them is that they performed at Stanford University. I don't have the money to reflect it because I happen to not be a member of an acting union. But that doesn't make me any less anything than any other actors. I mean, I worked at Theater Works. I, I worked with phenomenal companies in San Francisco. You know, Merlin Entertainments, all kinds of different places. I mean, I mean, everywhere, everywhere I go, everyone tells me I'm phenomenal. I've already succeeded. This is the side hustle, okay? I don't need you to tell me that I need to act a certain way in order to be a free black man, okay? Number one, it's not going to threaten me. It's not going to really do anything to change my opinion. In fact, it's probably going to ingrain my opinion and prove the fact that I'm right to a lot of people um, because that's kind of a coward's way out of an argument. Oh, like, oh, just hurt the person's feeling. Just call them a name, you know? And then they'll then they'll learn. 
name calling hasn't ever taught anyone anything. And um, for you to imply that I simply am, uh, you know, I don't know, addicted to, to not succeeding, you don't understand my background. You haven't listened to enough episodes, I guess. But I was severely incapacitated. It's not that I didn't try to succeed. There's a difference between being physically incapacitated and just like saying, oh, well, you know, I'm black, so I'm not going to make it. Oh, well. Because I get I get that a lot from black and white people today is that, you know, they're just like, oh, you're just playing the victim. No, fool. Like there are real victims in the world that exist. Like. If someone tells you that you can't drive or if you can't drive for whatever reason, you're at a severe disadvantage. Especially if you and like, you know, some people live in like the city, like, you know, like San Francisco and they're like, no, you had bus runs every 15 minutes you walk down. It's not like that in every town, though. It's different. And like in places like San Jose, you can read about it actually online. They have one of the worst transit systems in the world. And it takes a very long time just to get to the other side of town. And so there's all kinds of missed job opportunities because the part of the side of town that I live on is not the side of town with all the jobs. All those jobs got taken out when I was a kid and moved to places like, I don't know, San Francisco, Palo Alto, places that I cannot afford to move to, by the way, because I cannot get a job out here. <laughs> You know, people, they, they just think it's like, you know, just stop being lazy. That's always that's always the, the answer. And, um, you know, I, I, I just don't know what to tell you. Like, you know, like it, it gets to a point to where like, OK, now you just call people names when they don't succeed. And then you can elevate yourself above them. And everything you say is automatically right. And I mean, if that's the way you want to treat me, go ahead, go ahead and do it. It doesn't hurt my feelings. It's like I said, you know, it's my little side hustle thing. Hopefully I'll get to retire one day. Um, you know, I, I when people ask me, you know, does it hurt your feelings, Chris? Like when pe so many people disagree with you, which is the vast majority of people I come across, they vehemently disagree with me and try to tear me down and make me, you know, quit what I'm doing and just, you know, all about calling people names and all this all this uh quote unquote they call it negative but it's really just being human it's humanity you know people don't like it when you have a different opinion that's humans they have a tribal mentality and that's why you see movements for unity whether it be black unity white unity asian unity indian unity it doesn't matter they're always going to go back to that because they're always looking for some tribe to belong to and so they say does it hurt your feelings and i say no nah, not really not anymore. There, there were times, you know, where it would and I would I would uh, sit in my room and, and think, now what can I do to please people? What, what, what can I do? What can I do differently? And I come up with all these beautiful ideas and have all this artistry, and, you know, change the game up and do all this stuff. And then you get sick. Right. You change for people and then you get sick. And then when that happens and you ain't around. Well, that's it. People drop you just like that. So then my question for you is this, right? If I'm going to have to change my personality to do my show for you so that you'll listen to my show, 
is it really my show anymore? Or is it just a show that you designed that you want to see? And if that's the case, why are you listening to shows? Why don't you just go do your own show? Something to think about. All right, everyone. Uh, thanks for tuning in to more Content Talk. I appreciate you uh, listening, even if you disagree with me. It doesn't really matter. I just like the fact that people are listening to what I have to say. And it's what I have to say. It's not what you have to say. So if you really are interested in what I have to say and not what you have to say, you can tune in to more Content Talk on, uh, you know, Follow us on Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, all at More Content Talk. And you can also um, uh, follow me at Twitter at More underscore Content PLS. All right, everyone. Have a wonderful siesta, fiesta, downtime, chill time, whatever it may be. And remember, when life gets you down, you can always laugh at something else. Farewell, folks. <laughs>